Welcome. You're listening to Seeking Wealth, where we talk about all things investing. Now let's begin. Here's your host, Scott Salaski, CEO of First Metric. First Metric. One more thing before we get started. Scott Salaski is an investment advisor representative and CEO of First Metric, a registered investment advisor, which produces the podcast show and makes it available on its website and through other distribution channels. Scott Salaski and any guests on the podcast are providing their own views and opinions and are not necessarily the views and opinions of First Metric. Nothing on the podcast show should be construed as a solicitation or offer or recommendation to buy or sell any security. Investment advisory services are only provided to investors who become First Metric clients pursuant to a written investment management agreement. Clients of First Metric may hold positions in securities discussed in this podcast. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk and may lose money. The Seeking Wealth podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied on for any investment decisions. Instead, please consult with a financial advisor, accountant, attorney, or conduct your own due diligence. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the Seeking Wealth Podcast. This is episode three, and on today's show, we're going to discuss things you don't know about target date retirement funds. But before we jump into the show, I wanted to cover a few housekeeping items First item is, as many of you know, we produced our first episode of the Seeking Wealth podcast show late last year as a new podcast series. And on the first show, we covered investment goals and rebalancing your portfolio. And we produced a second show, which was investment mistakes that you can easily avoid. Those shows were produced and launched late last year. And then with the holidays around the corner, we paused our production uh, to let uh, everybody enjoy the holidays and had intentions of relaunching with our third episode early this year. Unfortunately, got delayed with a few projects that was uh, prevented us from doing that. So needless to say, we're up and running now and are going to be on uh, somewhat of a regular schedule here producing uh, Seeking Wealth podcast episodes. And uh, on today's show, as I mentioned, we're going to discuss things you don't know about target date retirement funds. So let's get into the show. Uh, The first question, obviously, is what is a target date retirement fund? Well, a target date retirement fund is a mutual fund that uh, is typically found in 401k plans. And we'll get into that in a minute of why you typically find target date retirement funds in 401k plans. But to get into the mechanics of what a target date retirement fund is, it is a mutual fund that invests in a broad diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds. Uh, The mutual fund itself does not usually invest in individual stocks or individual bonds. The target date fund typically goes out and purchases other mutual funds that are stock mutual funds and bond mutual funds that are held under the umbrella of a target date retirement fund. And the fund themselves, uh, the target date retirement fund, is a fund that's designed around the target date of your retirement. So when these funds first were established, they were established with the idea in mind 
that everybody has a target date in which they wish to retire. So depending on the date or the year, if you will, that you wish to retire, you would pick a target date retirement fund with that date. And some examples of that are typically what you would see is a mutual fund company that offers target date retirement funds would have the name of the mutual fund company. And then next in that name, it would say target retirement, for instance, 2060. Or it would have the name of the mutual fund company, say target 2040 or target date retirement 2025. And what those dates are is the date in which, again, that you're targeting your retirement. So the portfolio then over time is adjusted based on your target date of retirement. So depending on how soon or how far away your target date of retirement is, that fund may be fairly aggressive invested in stock versus bond, or as you're getting closer to retirement, it could be more conservative with more bonds than stock in the portfolio. And we'll get into some detail regarding these concepts of how the funds actually work as we go through the show. But I wanted to talk about exactly what is a target date retirement fund. And it's designed to be, uh, as I mentioned earlier, uh, a fund that's uh, made up of other funds, and it's designed to be simple. Uh, and that's why we find these funds in a lot of 401k programs because they're, the funds and the programs are trying to make it simple for employees to invest their money uh, every time that they're paid. So as new deposits from uh, payroll withholdings are deposited in your 401k program, then one fund needs to be purchased that is a widely diversified fund covering many different stocks and bond funds within that portfolio. So in a typical target date retirement fund, you may find exposures to U.S. stocks, international stocks, emerging market stocks. Um, you may find exposure to real estate. On the bond side, you may have exposure to government bonds, corporate bonds, and other uh, types of bonds in the portfolio, as well as sometimes a position of cash. So let's talk a little bit about the naming of the funds, uh, the target date retirement funds. We already talked a little bit about the names uh, having target retirement and then a date in them, but sometimes these funds are also known as uh, other things. Um, target date retirement funds are some called, obviously called target date retirement funds, but sometimes those are known as life cycle funds or age-based funds. All of these three types of fund names are really the same type of concept uh, regarding target date retirement funds. They're designed to be simple. They're designed to be one fund. They're designed to be funds that change the asset allocation over time. So don't be confused if you're out there and you're looking at uh, a fund that may be a target date retirement fund that doesn't really have the name target date retirement in the end name of it because they could be Again, you know, target date retirement funds, they could be named life cycle funds, age-based funds. I'm sure there's other names out there, but those are the three primary names that a target date retirement fund goes by. So the other thing with target date retirement funds is um, there's two main types of target date retirement funds. The first is based on uh, what we call passive investment vehicles, meaning index funds. 
So a target date retirement fund made by other mutual funds that are index funds. And just for discussion purposes today, and and maybe we'll produce a, a podcast about this in the future, get into the specifics. But an index fund is a fund that is generally low cost that is designed to capture the returns of an entire market or investment style or asset class in a portfolio. There's no market timing that's involved. Uh, No one's trying to guess what the market's going to do. No one's guessing what interest rates are doing. It's just simply a fund that mimics the returns of those areas that uh, you're investing in. Again, whether it's the market, a style, an asset class in the portfolio. The second area and type of target date retirement funds are an active form of investment management. And on the active side, those target date retirement funds are invested typically the same way. They're still invested in stocks and bonds and potentially cash. But the twist here is, is those funds, the underlying and mutual funds that they invest in are actively managed. So those managers of those mutual funds that the target date retirement funds purchase are out trying to do exactly the opposite of what I just mentioned with index funds. They're trying to time the market. They're trying to time interest rates, determine when interest rates may go up or down. They're trying to decide what companies are the best companies to buy, um, which ones are going to outperform. So when you look at a target date retirement fund, you have to first understand you're looking at a target date retirement fund, but then next dive into how is the fund itself being managed? Is it purchasing index funds or is it purchasing actively managed mutual funds? And those are important things to distinguish because typically with a target date retirement fund, even though they come in many shapes and sizes and forms, um, one key driver of cost of that fund is going to be how the investment style is, if it's a passively managed fund or if it's an actively managed target date retirement fund. So uh, as we get into the show here, we're going to you know talk a little bit more about target date retirement funds and 401k programs. But before we get there, Let's talk about a little bit of the idea of of how target date retirement funds are marketed outside of 401k programs. And some of this um, falls over into uh, why they're in 401k programs. But the the way that they're marketed is to be a simple vehicle that if you don't want to spend a lot of time uh, managing your money, you can simply buy one fund and have broad diversification between stocks and bonds and do it in a very low cost. So this all seems great, right? I mean, at the end of the day, we're buying target date retirement funds, typically one fund or two funds, depending on the dates of those funds and what you're trying to accomplish. And it's simple and low cost. But here's one of the problems. It's not a set it and forget it type of investment vehicle, even though those vehicles are marketed that way. What I mean by that is, at the end of the day, just because you pick a target date retirement fund that, let's just use an example, if you picked a target date retirement fund of where it's a target date retirement 2030 in the name of the fund, that fund is then assuming that whoever's investing in that fund is going to have a retirement date 
in 2030. So that fund, uh, as we talked about earlier, may start out moderate to aggressive, but then as you get closer to that 2030 retirement date, that fund then becomes more conservative. So where the problem comes in, you may not understand that those funds automatically adjust over time to get from your current state of a more of a moderate or aggressive portfolio to a conservative portfolio within the target date retirement fund. And if you're not aware of that or you're not paying attention to that as you continue to get closer to your retirement date, you may be in a position where you don't want to be as aggressive, excuse me, as you don't want to be as conservative as the fund is uh, making itself as you get closer to that date. You may need to continue to take a certain level of investment risk that is now not consistent with the way that the fund is adjusting automatically to become more conservative over time as you approach, let's say, again, this example of the 2030 retirement date. So what people end up doing to compensate for that a little bit is purchasing a couple different target date retirement funds. The first one may be much further out. They may buy, let's say, a target date retirement fund of 2060. That would be fairly aggressive. And then they buy, buy one that is more in line with the date that they're originally targeting for retirement. So when those two funds are blended together from an asset allocation standpoint, they're closer to the amount of stocks overall and bonds overall that they're comfortable with in the portfolio. And that also is consistent with what the investment goal is of what your retirement date is and how much you need at retirement. That's a, another way to approach it is to buy a couple or potentially even three target date retirement funds. But as you do that, yeah, you're understanding the simplicity now is beginning to go away from the idea of buying one fund and forgetting about it. So what is the best course of action if you don't want to end up buying two or three different target date retirement funds? Well, the best course of action at that point then is to develop your own portfolio using um, different mutual funds or exchange traded funds, also known as ETFs, in the portfolio. That is my preferred way of doing it, simply because you have more control over it. And you can still do it in a very simple way. You just have more granular control over your investment risk in the portfolio and how that is designed. So let's get into a little bit about why these are used in 401ks, because I mentioned that I wanted to talk about that a little bit. And it's used for some of the same reasons we already talked about, which is the simplicity uh, buying into one fund. You can look at that and decide that, yeah, I want to retire in 2030. So I'll just put all my money into this fund and I'll be just fine. But as we already discussed, that may not be the case. And they need to be aware of how the fund adjusts over time to become more conservative. Um, like I talked about earlier, the funds are generally lower costs. So as these funds are added into retirement plans, 401k programs, um, that's great for investors since more uh, pressure over time has been put on plan sponsors, your employer, to include low-cost investment options. And then the idea, obviously, of the set it and forget it, uh, once you select the fund as your default fund uh, for all new investments every time you're paid and invested in the 401k to go into that fund, 
there's nothing else to think about. You don't even need to do what is called rebalance your portfolio. If you want to learn a little bit more about rebalancing, I suggest listening to episode one of the Seeking Wealth show. Uh, we get into more in-depth uh, concepts regarding rebalancing. But it's really intended to be a set-it-and-forget-it strategy for 401k programs. So those are really the, the pros of, of having those funds in the program. And kind of the negatives here, we talked a little bit about some of those things with target date retirement funds. But, you know, the big thing is obviously the, the adjustment between stocks and bonds is a, is a big thing. You may think that you're invested a certain way today, but then as time goes on, you forget that the fund automatically adjusts on its own or you're not quite sure at any given point how much you have in stocks and bonds because that is all now dependent about how frequently the actual mutual fund companies report to shareholders as to how much is in stock and how much is in bond at any given uh, point in time. So it's also difficult to measure the performance of a target date retirement fund because it is a moving target between how much is invested in stocks and bonds within the fund at any given time because it automatically adjusts as you get closer to your retirement target date. So this makes measuring performance of the fund very difficult because you can't set a static benchmark uh, or multiple benchmarks for that fund because those benchmarks then also would need to adjust over time. Sticking with the concept of performance, it's also important to note that the performance of one target date retirement fund is also often difficult to compare to the performance of another target date retirement fund. So for example, if you were looking at a target retirement date of 2030 again, you could be looking at a target retirement fund from one mutual fund company with that same target retirement date as another and have completely different performance because there's no set rules on how target date retirement funds have to automatically adjust. So one mutual fund company may be more aggressive in its adjustments, becoming more conservative sooner than later, as opposed to the other mutual fund company, even though both funds are called a target date retirement fund of, let's say, 2030, using our example. One of the other things that is a negative for target date retirement funds and that you need to be aware of is if you haven't saved enough for retirement, you do want more control over how much you have in stocks and bonds. Like we talked about earlier, you may need to take more investment risk than what will be allowed within a target date retirement fund, just because of the automatic adjustment, the kind of what they call the glide path of a target date retirement fund. So like I said, if you haven't saved enough or you're not sure if you've saved enough, you do want that more granular control over how much you have in stocks and bonds. So you may be sitting here wondering, you know, okay, so if I don't use a target date retirement fund, what are you supposed to do and how are you supposed to invest your money if you want to keep things simple at the same time, have the proper diversification and proper amounts invested in stocks and bonds known as your asset allocation. So what you would do is typically buy simple total stock market index funds. 
So most 401k programs offer some form of index funds, typically uh, at least a, a standard in pours, an S&P 500 index fund. Most though offer today uh, total stock market funds. And total stock market funds are the best way to uh, design uh, a portfolio if you're not going to use a target date retirement fund. Uh, and sometimes are even the preferred way uh, of investing in the market. And you can do that with sometimes buying two or three or four, depending on the complexity that you want to make the portfolio. But certainly you can get by with three total stock market type of instruments. You'd buy one U.S. total stock market fund, one international total stock market mutual fund, and one total bond market mutual fund. So within those three types of funds, you would own a globally diversified portfolio of stocks and bonds. Now, the advantage of designing and managing a portfolio using the three-fund approach as opposed to the target date retirement fund, an all-in-one fund, set-it-and-forget-it strategy, is that concept of taking the amount of risk that you want in the portfolio. How much do you want in stocks and bonds? And you can adjust those levers based on how much you put in each of the total stock market funds and bond market fund. So something to be aware of if you take the approach of designing your own portfolio, so you have that static allocation to stocks, bonds, and cash, is the idea that's also not a set it and forget it strategy. So as we talked about with target date retirement funds, you have to go back and you have to make sure that the allocation is right over time and it's not becoming too conservative as you get closer to retirement. The opposite kind of happens with designing your own portfolio using individual mutual funds in the, the example I just explained. Except the opposite is, is that over time as you get closer to retirement, you need to make sure that now the portfolio is not too aggressive as opposed to too conservative with the target date retirement fund approach. What do I mean by this? Well, what I mean is, is that you're setting a static asset allocation. And just as this is an example, if you had 50% in stocks and 50% in bonds, you would be putting 50% of your, your money into a total U.S. stock market fund and a total international stock market fund, and then the other 50% into bonds. And then rebalancing that over time so it remains at 50-50, typically once a year rebalancing if it's not a retirement account where it's you know, automatic deposits that are being made regularly, would then rebalance the portfolio for the most part to keep it in balance because you're always buying the same balances you put new money in. But when you're buying three different mutual funds uh, and not using a target date retirement fund, you have to make sure that as you get closer to retirement, that a 50-50, in my example, 50% stock, 50% bond portfolio is still the correct asset allocation. So now you're responsible for adjusting how much you have in stocks and bonds over time to make sure you're not too aggressive, whereas, again, in the retarget date retirement fund, the fund itself will adjust on a glide path towards your retirement date and then become more conservative over time. So at the end of the day, there's never really a set it and forget it investment philosophy, whether it's using one fund, target date retirement fund, or it's using a couple different mutual funds uh, in designing your portfolio. So 
I wanted to cover a target date retirement funds on today's show and, and at least talk about some of the major uh, downfalls of those funds, even though I think that the, they were designed and put out in the marketplace with great intentions over time. They are just funds that don't have a lot of flexibility and at the end of the day should be you know, looked at as a fund that if you can avoid it uh, because there's other good options for you in the marketplace, again, whether that's in your 401k plan or you have the ability to buy other low-cost index-based funds that I had talked about earlier, uh, a total U.S. stock market fund or a total international stock market fund, a total bond market fund, that generally is the preferred route because you can keep your costs very low, you have control over it, and uh, it doesn't require much work to rebalance uh, a two or three fund portfolio uh, over time. And it doesn't need to be rebalanced uh, all the time. Once or twice a year uh, is more than plenty, especially in a 401k that's uh, rebalanced in itself to some degree every time you make a new deposit. So hopefully you learned something on today's show about target date retirement funds. By no means was the show designed to cover all of the pros and cons of using target date retirement funds, but we did want to cover some of the, the basic things that we hear about all the time and that you know individuals such as yourself may be confused about. And hopefully listen to future shows, and I encourage you to go back and listen to uh, a couple of our earlier episodes. If you have any ideas for future shows, you could always drop an email to hello at firstmetric.com with any of your show ideas. We'd be happy to evaluate them and determine if we think that they would be beneficial to all our listeners. So again, thanks for listening today. 